Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to the land of bourbon and bad decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or you're listening to this, you know, on demand on your favorite podcast app at relentlessdaring.com slash podcast. Or you're listening to it on your favorite podcast app. So happy to be back again. I survived another week. Yay. Oh, man. Craziness, craziness abounds. This week we had ye old State of the Union address from the one, the only President Joe Biden. If you want to call him that. Um. see, what else? Uh. Oh, we shot down another Chinese spy balloon. That was great. Possibly UFOs over Montana. And I'm going to talk some Blaze news. Um, no, I'm not getting a job at the Blaze. But it really adds some context and color to uh, events that happened with the Blaze earlier this last summer. Um, so I'm going to get into it. But first... Coffee. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Coffee, the beverage that makes the world go round, found sometime way back when in uh, the little country known as Ethiopia, a goat herder noticed some goats munching on some ripe berries, and the goats became very active, hyper, started jumping around, being all crazy. He took these berries, he found the pits, ground them up, and made a stew out of them, and he drank it himself and decided it was great. This was the invention of coffee, or according to a legend, that is how coffee was invented. But I'm not here to talk about the history of coffee. I'm here to talk about American Pride Roasters. Yes, the great, amazing coffee out of Ottumwa, Iowa. Um, well, let me tell you, some of the best coffee isn't from these big national brands. Yeah, I like Folgers, Maxwell House, eh, whatever, but APR coffee is by far the best. These are small batch roast to order coffees. You can get them ground. However you want, you can get them shipped to you as whole beans, whatever the case is. If you like to grind your own coffee, so be it. They don't make a big deal out of it. They just roast the beans and send them to you. And there are so many great flavors. Again, I've said it, I don't know how many times. I mean, the Teddy Roosevelt is amazing. The Frederick Douglass is on point. And then there's my personal favorite, the Thomas Paine. Age of Reason Remix. That is the uh, the Thomas Paine roast, except instead of having, you know, a blend of, you know, Arabica and, <clears throat> oh, pardon me. Ah, my brain, it just went. Um, Arabica and Robusta beans. Hey, I've got to it eventually. It is pure Robusta beans. The Robusta beans, while not as, say, flavorful as Arabica, they have, they do have a great flavor. They have more caffeine than the traditional Thomas Paine roast. And so if you're willing to abandon all common sense, as I have already done, please go try the Thomas Paine Age of Reason remix. It is so very good. 
Uh, check them out. American Pride Roasters. They got so much. Like I said, they got so many great flavors. You like want dessert coffees that are kind of sweet. Um, you want just something uh, flavorful that, you know, is different. Like for maybe you like a little hint of bacon with your coffee. Try Doc's Bacon Blast. It is absolutely outstanding. Again, that's one, one of my favorite flavors from them. But it, it's not my top three. But it's still pretty damn good. Uh, American Pride Roasters, check it out. Again, when you make your order, uh, they're in the uh, little box for shipping instructions. Because I don't have a promo code. I don't have a, a dedicated link that, you know, you know aprcoffee.com slash Tyler Morgan. I don't have one of those, so don't try that. But, again, that those uh, shipping instructions, tell them you heard about it through the Tyler Morgan Show. So. They know I'm still talking about their amazing coffee, aprcoffee.com. Historically, great coffee. All right. So as, as much as I want to get into the State of the Union, more hot air balloons over Alaska, and possibly UFOs in Montana, uh, yesterday it came out that former Blaze host Sydney Watson, and I think she's a great host, very incredibly smart young woman. Um, she filed a, a lawsuit against the Blaze. Now I'm a huge fan of the Blaze. I subscribe to the Blaze. I like a lot of the hosts on the Blaze. However, the management did her dirty. According to the complaint, um, again, this is me reporting on the complaint itself. I don't have a dog in the fight at so much as if these allegations are true. Holy smokes. So in the lawsuit, Sydney Watson is alleging that. She had a history with Elijah Schaefer. Um, Elijah has always been very opinionated. He came to prominence really with a lot of his reporting in a lot of the race riots in 2020. Um, he was in he was in um, Wisconsin during the uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. And his reporting was so on point, even, you know, the New York Times was coming to him, you know, to build their TikTok of, you know, what happened when. And so because he's, he was willing to be on the ground and he had taken a number of, per, you know, physical attacks while doing all this stuff, you know, that brought him to prominence and it, it, Gave the management at the blaze, you know, hey, let's get this guy a show. And when he did, he brought on another up-and-coming commentator, Sidney Watson, as his co-host as his co-host. I've only had two sips of whiskey. I mean, this ain't good. It's not a good way to start. But and, and it's starting off as a Pretty good show. The two of them kind of jab back and forth, you know, push push back on each other's ideas and opinions. And it was great. But again, this is going with what's being alleged in the story I read. I'm not going to say it was particularly biased against the blaze because it's, you know, the Daily Beast. But it didn't sound very good when reading the story about the lawsuit. During the time on the show, when and there'd been a few episodes that I'd listened to, even after Sydney left, and by left, she was fired, where there was a lot of comments, typically uh, about homosexuals and lost sex stuff. And it, it just didn't. It was not a good look for the blaze. It did not represent the blaze in a very 
flattering manner. And, you know, I remember Glenn Beck talking about, you know, you know, if you work for the blaze and this, this really before the, uh, the merger with the conservative review, but when it was Glenn doing his show and running everything, his big thing was don't say anything that we cannot defend. If you say stuff that we cannot defend, we will not defend you and you will be let go. He said this on the air. Okay. So now under the new management with the uh, Tyler Carden and Gaston Mooney, um, I have noticed that there's some stuff that somehow slips through the cracks. But you know, if it's an off, the occasional offhand comment, yeah, that can be understood. I, like I said, I keep my show PG thirteen, and and occasionally I will get very animated. I will you know drop an f bomb. I will be less than um, delicate with how I discuss some things, but. Like I said, I try really hard, you know, to keep everything and to say, not say anything that I'm going to be put in position where, holy crap, I can't even defend what I said. But the way Elijah really uh, carried, carried himself, you know, he would have, you know, some necessarily good people uh nick fuentes he's a huge uh i don't know if i call him a white supremacist or not white nationalist but he's not exactly a good person now i deserve every i believe everyone deserves to have their voice heard does it deserve to be amplified is another story um, he'd made other comments. He'd have overly misogynistic guests on. He and again, this is coming from the suit. This is not, you know, me making direct reporting. Um, you know, Sid, Sydney is alleging, you know, hyper misogynist guests. I guess I need to go back, find those old episodes and listen to. Um in the uh, YouTube super chats where they would People would say, you know, some very misogynistic things, some um, anti-Semitic tropes, and he would get her to read them on the air and, you know, to embarrass her, make her look bad. And, you know, allegations that he's drinking on set. You know, all of this stuff. That and as well as um, sexual harassment towards her in the suit, she says that she went to, you know, management to, you know, Tyler Carden. And it would just kind of get swept under the rug because, you know, the way this picture is painted is that he was the, you know, the hot young thing. He was the ingenue. And. His language, his demeanor, and the way he presented himself, the way he presented the blaze. Tyler Carden, as the CEO, instead of confronting Elijah with, hey, you're doing this, that, and the other. It's giving us a black eye. You need to cut it out, or we will let you go. He... And according to the suit, went to Sydney and said, Hey, he's your co host. Do you think you can get him to stop? I'm sorry, that's not a good look. And then eventually, it, it eventually ended with Sydney getting fired, which I think is the wrong thing. I think Sydney should have been kept and Elijah should have been gone, but she left, was fired, whatever. And Elijah kept doing his show. It went from being, um, you know, 
you are here with Sydney and with Elijah and Sydney to uh whatever the name of his podcast is now, uh slightly offensive. And I get it. That's the stick of your show. But you might want to think about some of this stuff. You know, if if you are presenting yourself as the uh you know the hot young thing, the the new flash in the pan for a conservative network, maybe you don't come across as I don't know the stereotype that conservatives are painted as. But anyways, uh, fast forward a couple months to last summer, there there was the big kerfuffle between Glenn and Elijah, and pretty publicly, you know, when Elijah called, you know, the LDS Church a cult. Yeah, kind of ignoring you know people at the blaze like Glenn Beck and Pat Gray are, you know, LDS themselves, and Glenn he. He didn't stand for it. He he called him out. And it, everything has kind of stopped for a minute. Nothing happened with Elijah over that. He kept doing a show, and then all of a sudden he was gone. And the only thing that was put out was that he violated, uh, you know, the Blazes. I forgot how they worded it. Personnel policy. Stop and think about this for a second. Follow the evidence, if you will, about, you know, escalation. Uh, I listened to uh, John Douglas's book, Mindhunter, a few times. I'm not calling myself a, you know, any kind of criminologist, uh, behavioral analyst, any of that stuff. But it's common that. Criminals of certain varieties, they start small and then they slowly work, work their way up. So here you have a guy who's been on set drinking, using rude and profane language, uh, sexually harassing, as alleged, by female Blaze co-workers. And you would think that, okay, this starting to become a, a, there's starting to be a pattern here. And it's not getting better with time until at a movie premiere. He, um, see, to quote this verbatim, grope the breast. Of a female coworker, and that's when he was finally let go. You know, uh, Sarah's uh, Kim is saying a name. I I might as well say it now. I've already got the first half of it. Kim saying it was Sarah Gonzalez. I can neither confirm nor deny that because her name is not mentioned in the story. It does not specifically say who that seems to be. I know there's that seems to be the name that's been bandied about a lot. Again, I don't know if that's fact. And so I, as far as I know, that's conjecture. I'm not going to say one way or another that it is. But we we keep hearing all this Me Too stuff. Every year, the majority of us, you know, who work a job where they're, you know, you have to have a uh, sexual harassment training annually, or at least I do. But I mean, it, it, it's common sense. Are you going to speak 
to a woman in front of a woman about a woman in any way, shape, or form that is demeaning to her. That, you know, is sexually you know, motivated in any way, shape, or form? No. If you are a if you're a bystander and you hear hear it being done, you know, you don't have to be the on the receiving end of it. If you're hearing it and go, holy crap, that is over the line. Guess what? You I'm not gonna say you have a duty to report it. I'm not gonna say you have a duty to stop it. But it's in all of your coworkers' best interests if you do. If you are in any way, shape, or form in charge of a company and someone and you have an issue that, well, uh, this might be sexual harassment with all the the talk about uh you know men you about man units that you're going to uh ask the female coworker to at, get him to stop it i'm sorry you're in the wrong you are not a hero in this uh in this story in fact i'm pretty sure that if the person who has made complaints about behavior by you asking them to do something to say something to the person that she's been complaining about that she has raised red flags with hey he keeps doing this and he won't stop i'm pretty sure a, a uh, an employment lawyer you know who specializes in equal opportunity law sexual harassment law and all that I'm pretty sure they could make the case that you are contributing to a hostile work environment by putting her in the situation that she has to deal with what you will not. Tyler Carden, if these accusations are at all true, you and whoever the director of human resources for the blaze is should have grabbed Elijah Schaefer by the ear, walked him to your office. And maybe since Glenn Beck is the face of the company, have him sit down in there too. You know, you, you wait till after he finishes his show and you, you tell Elijah, hey, you're not recording today at such such time. There's a meeting in my office. And you bring up these complaints and you say, there's a lot of these going being said about you. See your contract right here? It's Nancy Pelosi, that bad boy. Just rip it up and go, uh, you are gone. Here is why you were gone, and here is where on this half of the page is what says we have the authority to cancel your contract. Period. End of story. We, I mean, we see this happen with other news agencies. You know, ABC News can have a uh, have a producer get caught up in an affair. And it doesn't matter if they just signed a big fancy contract or not. Yeah, you're not here anymore. Bye-bye. It's ridiculous. There is no reason why you couldn't watch the content being produced by your company. The one that you are the chief executive officer for and go, okay, we need to have a talk because this is out of hand. This is over the line. I know we give them free, free reign, but at the end of the day, 
we still have our standards that we have to withhold or that we have to uphold because this is the image that people get of this company when this show goes on YouTube, when this show is downloaded on podcast. It doesn't matter if Elijah Schaefer it was given free reign to do this, conduct the show as he saw fit. At the end of the day, if you're giving the company a black eye, they've got every right, and it, it should be in the contract. They have every right to can your ass and phew, gone. You want to keep doing your slightly offensive show? That's fine. That's great. You're not doing it here. Bye-bye. Too freaking easy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I did it again, start trying to talk, and my microphone is muted. Ah, the joys of live streaming and all this other stuff, so much fun. Um, Kim is uh, saying in the uh, live chat that uh, I bet keto chow tastes better than powwow chow. Um, maybe I'd have to I'd have to get a uh, Focahontas herself and try try that one out, see if that's true. But yeah. I think it's pretty good myself. I've never had the powwow chow, so I can't tell you as far as that comparison goes. Now, on to the real stories of the week. The old State of the Union address, which I don't have any audio for. Um, so it's the, the big annual pomp and circumstance. And let me tell you, when it comes to all this stuff, way too much pomp. Just Get rid of the pomp, just all circumstance. And by circumstance, I mean, forget the Woodrow Wilson. I want to stand before Congress and, you know, have a broadcasted speech that lets the people hear the president who speaks way too much as it is. Doesn't, I don't care if it's Barack Obama. I don't care if it's Donald Trump. I don't care if it's Joe Biden, George W. Bush. Don't care. If they're the president, they talk way too much. Less yakky. Or run the country. But <laughs> Kim called it the cluster buck of the union. Or if you're a fan of the Stephen King book, uh, Under the Dome, the cluster mug of the union. Yeah. Great book. Check it out. Stephen King, man. Can't stand his politics. Some people would say that he's a crappy storyteller. I like his books. Ain't gonna lie. I will gladly sit and listen to all 34 hours of the audiobook to uh uh under the dome but i digress back to the state of the union joe biden at, well forget joe biden republicans re, the republicans were just so bad they were shouting at the president oh my god where was the decorum I don't know. Probably they probably left the same place that the squad left a few years ago under Donald Trump. Not to mention um, the dumb political stunts that they do, like ah, all the Democrats are gonna wear white because women. Uh, all the Democrats are gonna wear 
are going to wear the, the African scarves because it's the same tribe that would enslave Africans and then sell them to the Europeans because, because black lives matter and or stuff. Oh my gosh. It is so dumb. You have Bernie Sanders. I am 84 years old. And even though I represent Vermont and have represented Vermont for the past 9 billion years in Congress, I still sound like an angry old guy from Brooklyn. And as an angry old guy from Brooklyn, I'm going to be the only person in Congress wearing an N95 mask, which it says on the side of the box does not prevent the spread of COVID-19. I am once again asking you for money. Because I am Bernie Sanders, and as a committed socialist, I need your money to do my work. But the, Joe Biden, he, he said some things that um questionable at best. Uh, one of the big ones that he brought up that got a huge response from Republican members of the House and Senate was... Uh, that the GOP wants to sunset Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. And then all the punditry got on clips of Mike Lee, edited them to where he's, yeah, he wants to get rid of those, but you can't do it right away. Uh, Mike Lee was on a couple days later on uh, one of the one of the talk shows and he's like no 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 i i get it you just can't go yep it's done cuz there's millions of people who have been paying into it and yet you know, we've we've kind of made that promise to them but which and this is what was proposed under the bush administration uh, bush the younger is that um there's a certain group, 100%, you will receive your benefits. Then, then you have another group that you start divesting where, okay, we're no longer going to take your money and, you know, we're going to offer you, you know, you can take that money and you can either withdraw what you have, put it into a personal retirement. You can, you know, leave what you have in there now. And then, you know, you take this money that you're no longer paying in and you can put that into personal retirement. And then, and then these blocks go down to where, you know, now you have the federal government basically saying, yeah, we're not funding. We're not going to be funding you. So take your money and, you know, invest wisely. Which that's. Not and uh, you know, out of the a real. It's not crazy. It's not out of the realm of possibility as things that would be feasible. I should know. Right now, I'm paying into Social Security, and I'm paying into a 401k. Granted, where I work matches the 401k. You know, well, fifty percent at least of what I put in, but it's still there. I know that as long as it's, you know, being responsibly managed by our investment company, or if this was an individual 401k or an IRA, whatever, you can, if, if you have a good investor, a good money manager, you know, you know, Charles Schwab, whoever, whatever company you want to use to, you know, help, you know, fund all of the, fund your retirement and help build your portfolio, you will be fine. You'll probably be a hell of a lot better off than thinking you're going to rely on social security. But, you know, and people act like oh, social security, you only get in what you get back, what you pay in. Um, That's really funny. They say that because this is actually on the social security administration. Website, the very first person to draw Social Security. I don't have her name off the top of my head. I know her first name was Ida. 
old Ida, she was like 62 when Social Security was enacted and she started paying into it. Over the course of two years before she retired, she paid in a whopping $24.50 of her income into Social Security. Retired at the age of 64. At the age of 65, she began to draw Social Security and proceeded to draw Social Security for the next 35 years before her death at the age of 100. Now, wait, wait. I, I, I thought you said that other people paying in aren't funding people who are drawing on it. That is so odd that she didn't get a check for $24.50 and get told, good luck. No, 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 no. I forget what the total is. That's not on what Social Security on the SSA website, but um, I know I've seen it before. How much she actually drew versus the $24.50 that she paid in for the two years that she was paying into it before her retirement. Again, 35 years after paying into it for a whopping two. And then you get people who have, who have never worked a day in their life, who they draw social security disability. Now, don't get me wrong. There are those who do need it. These are people with uh, uh, mental disabilities, physical disabilities that they cannot work. And so they rightly deserve to draw Social Security disability. I'm not going to say that they should not, you know, have a way to be able to take care of themselves. Even though they can't work. My biggest problem is the people who are just don't want to work and you know, they engage in social security fraud or they play up their actual disability so they don't have to work. Yeah, I, I get it. You hurt your back. You know, my back's hurt. Guess what? I go to work every day. I worked, what, a almost 55-hour work week? This week, every day I wake up in abject pain, but I still go out and I do my job. Because, you know, outside the door, sitting across the room from me, from this computer, I have a family to take care of. So, again, the whole idea of just killing Social Security outright is ridiculous. I think one of the biggest things that he said that was true, but not for the reasons Joe Biden thinks it's true. Talking about how billionaires don't pay their fair share. Corporations pay zero tax dollars, which that's accurate because they don't pay tax dollars. Do you buy products from a company? Guess what? Part of the price that you pay that company for the good or service that you purchase goes towards their tax bill. Yes, that's right. We pay the taxes for the corporations. But Joe Biden, he wants to destroy corporations by quadrupling their tax burden because nothing says we want you to be in business to employ people to continue to keep the economy functioning than to A, raise the cost of labor to where you cannot afford to have employees. And B, we're going to tax you, tax you through the nose so hard that you will have to shutter your doors to stop the hemorrhaging. And on top of it, the whole, uh, we all know that, that, that the, tax, the tax system isn't fair. You damn right it ain't fair. And I'll tell you why it's not fair. It's, it's not, 
it's not unfair because these people, yes, they have a higher tax burden than I do because of their income bracket. And they use all their, you know, all their money to pay for attorneys who are really good at deciphering U.S. tax code to get every deduction possible to write off everything they can and minimize their tax bill. And that's, that's sound, that's sound accounting. That's not manipulating the system. That's a system that has been manipulated already by those in power to punish those who make money because that is what a progressive tax system does. When you say these people making this much money pays this amount, these people making more are going to pay this amount. These people making more are going to pay this amount, so on and so forth to where you have the wealthiest people in America, the top 1% of wage earners in America paying like 47% of the annual U.S. tax bill. Meanwhile, roughly 50% of taxpayers have a negative income tax rate. Yes, a negative income tax. Why is that? Well, because of what their incomes are. You tax that. And then you take all the, all the credits that can be applied to their tax bill. Then the deductions that lower their tax bill to eventually they are getting more in deductions than they actually owe. So they're making money at the end of the year. Now, I'm not talking someone who, you know, they pay their taxes, you know, like clockwork, you know, then once they figure their deductions, you know, charitable giving, um, mortgage, student loan, all these things, the government says, all right, this is a deduction, this is a deduction. And so at the end of the year, you look at your deductions, you apply that to your taxable income, which lowers it. And then suddenly, oh, you overpaid. So we're going to give you a refund for the balance. I'm talking people who at the end of the day, there's what they paid in at the end of the year. And then, then not just getting a balance back, but getting back more than they paid in. That's why I'm talking about a negative tax rate. You can have someone who is, I'm not going to say unemployed, but yeah, let's just say they're not good at holding a job. They work for a few months. They have those taxes. And then at the end of the year, they get their W-2 from the old job. They do their taxes, and suddenly they paid in like $400 in federal income tax, but they get like $8,000 back because of kids and the other, the other tax credits they get. That's unfair. You want to fix the tax code to make it more fair? First, get rid of deductions and credits because Credits and deductions are social engineering. You are trying to get society to move a certain way by offering them tax incentives. It's just like when, you know, a city says, we're going to build an industrial park. And when, you know, if we get people here, you know, for the first 10 years, they're at the social security park. They're not going to, or social security, that. There's a comment popped up, had those words in it, and it went direct to my brain. Now, the first 10 years you're here, you're going to have zero, you know, city property tax. Okay. That's social engineering, industrial engineering, if you will. Get rid of that. Get rid of the credits. Get rid of the deductions. And then here's the craziest thing of all. Get rid of the progressive tax code and replace it with a flat tax. It does not matter if you made $10,000 or 
or $10 trillion. You pay 10%, 12%, 15%, whatever it is. I get it. Taxation is theft. Unfortunately, we the federal government still has obligations that they have to meet, such as national defense. You know, you have to pay for the equipment. You have to pay for the soldiers and the sailors, the airmen, and the Marines. You got to pay for, you know, border patrol to be able to secure the border. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did, 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 did I snort out loud? This is. That's how you fix the tax system. It's not punish people for being successful. It's not giving more and more breaks and increasing that percentage that ends up with a negative income tax rate. You make everyone pay the same amount. And then you... Get rid of the social engineering aspect of it where, oh, because you're, you're two people, two people living off one income, uh, that, that means you, you get to pay less in taxes. No, don't give a tax incentive for people to get married. Don't give it. There's a reason why the earned income tax credit or child tax credit, whatever you want to call it, went from X number of kids down to two kids. Because it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, reducing, you know, the amount of money that's being paid out as the government likes to look at it. It's all about control. If you make it less financially benefiting, less fiscally benefiting to have more kids. People won't have more kids. That's the idea behind it. And then when you do see a tax cut that goes across the board, whenever this happens, the smallest group or the smallest wage earners, they usually get the biggest reduction. And then that reduction get smaller and smaller until you get to the 1% of wage earners who get a fraction of uh, you get a fraction of a reduction compared to the lowest wage earners. And then everyone on the left freaks out that, oh my God, it's a tax cut for the rich. How dare they? Quick, Jeeves, bring me more caviar while I gripe about these rich people. It's weird how the rich always complain about the rich. It's almost like uh, keeping up the Joneses is easier when you can have a, uh, you know, that that a uh, good old thug Uncle Sugar to come along and uh, break the kneecap of the guy who's doing better than you. But yeah, it is what it is. That's how we fix. That's how we fix the tax system, Joe. You fix it. I remove the social engineering aspects of credits. Oh, we want you to buy an electric car. As long as, as, long as the price is under this amount, we'll give you $7,000 tax rebate. Oh, my. That's pretty good incentive to buy a car when, you know, at the end of the year, you can get seven grand back from the government. And then instead of punishing wealth by taxing them more, just make everyone pay the same taxes. When I get my dub, when I go do my 1099, it should just be one page. I get my W 2, I go, I made this. I, they deducted this out of my taxes. And yep, it, it adds up. Send it in. Granted, that takes that gets rid of the fun of every February, March, and April of you know the big car sales and all that because bring your tax return here and blah 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 save money. And that's just the end of it, Joe. If you want to fix it, 
ask Congress. I'm not even saying repeal the 16th Amendment. Keep the 16th Amendment if it means that much to you. But change the parameters of, of how it's used. Don't punish the wealthy because they have the ability to, you know, hire people who are really good at deciphering the undecipherable tax code. And don't let people off the hook by giving them so many tax credits and areas that they can write off as as legitimate deductions that they have a negative tax rate. Everyone pays the same rate, period. End of story. All right, so uh, run short on time here. So, yeah, earlier this week, there's another object, supposedly a balloon, off of Alaska. Holy cow, after the last cluster mug, where you go, oh, look. There's a balloon over Montana. All right, we'll shoot it down as soon as we get as soon as it gets out of the country in South Carolina. Huh. Weird. So this time they actually shot it down before it could really film, you know, take any pictures or gather any intel of something significant. So good on you, DOD. You learn from public outrage. Good job. Now, uh, over Nevada. Nevada, oh my gosh. Montana. Sorry, wrong western state. One's a desert. One's got a lot of desert prairie, it seems like. But um, Montana, near the Canadian border, the FAA instituted a no-fly zone and made a restricted area that was for defensive aircraft only. Huh. Now, no one really knows why they did it. Just that, you know, the message came out to all aircraft. Hey, stay out of this area. Here's, you know, here's the, here's where you can't fly. Now, um, if you go through there, uh, the federal authorities will force you down and detain you, possibly seize your aircraft, possibly arrest you, possibly fine you. Just don't do it. Stay out there. Again, no one really knows. Um, UFO seems to be the uh, the big thing on the Twitters right now. Um, you haven't noticed the Devil's Tower in Wyoming has gotten really popular. You know, as well as jokes about um, close encounters of the third kind. Yeah. One of my... One of my uh, Twitter homies, it's like, it's like, no, it was a, a, it was a chemical spill from a train derailment. And then a picture of Devil's Tower. Then a, another Twitter homie is like, oh, I already got, it's like, oh, I have one of those in my living room. It's like, really? And I put a picture that I took of Devil's Tower last June up. It's like, I was, I was there for almost a full day and I saw no aliens. Apparently, I didn't wait around long enough. So very, so sad. So very sad. Oh, so I don't know what's going on. Again, you know, good on our uh, amazing aviators for taking out a second balloon. And I would keep an eye out for what's going on in uh, Montana. Maybe, maybe the aliens have finally come. They decided that BFE Montana is the perfect place to land because they're less likely to die. Or someone calling them a racist and shooting them. I don't know. You don't. You, you don't. Duck, you don't duck up black folk. Apparently, the racist. Apparently, the aliens are racist. They don't abduct black people. They only abduct uh, drunk hillbillies from Mississippi. I, so weird. I've never heard a story about an alien abduction that involves a black person. And for some reason, it's always drunk hillbillies or lumberjacks in the mountains. Damnedest thing. You know what? 
I'm starting to think the aliens are racist. They don't care about black people enough to enough to abduct them and do experiments on them. I thought black lives matter. I thought that was literally a universal truth. Well, apparently the aliens are wrong. All right. So with that rant about racist aliens, I'm going to close out the show again. If you're listening or watching, <laughs> listening or watch, watching live, this is not live on audio. Now, if I could figure out how to get onto iHeart and do the show on iHeart live, that would be another story. Hmm. I need to do some research. But again, thank you so very much for tuning in to the uh, Twitch stream. If you're watching this on YouTube and you're not a follower of the show, please remember there's that little follow subscribe button. Hit it. It's over there, I think. Uh, again, thanks so much. Also on YouTube, hit that bell. That way you get notified whenever this thing uh, pops up. So again, thank you so much for watching live. You're listening to this on podcast. If you are a first-time listener, I ask do ask that you do the same four things every week. Number one, please hit the subscribe button, follow button, whatever your app happens to be. Hit that. Number two, rate it. Five stars. I'll accept four, three and below. Hit me up on Twitter at fake Tyler Morgan at RD Media Pods. Either of those. Uh, DMs are open and we will discuss why you think this is only worth three or less stars. Once you have rated it, please write a review, say something nice about the show, say why you like it, that I'm a damn sexy man with a great voice and an epic mustache, or, you know, maybe not that just, yeah, he's good. It's great. Whatever. Don't care. I'm good. I'm good with all of it. Again, thank you so very much means a lot. Oh, and then once you have subscribed, rated, and reviewed, please share this episode or share the link for the whole podcast with a friend. Send it to someone who you think will love it. Send someone. Send it to someone who you think will like, yeah, alright, whatever. Send it to someone who you think this will really piss off. Send it to Elijah Schaefer. Maybe I just make the first half hour available and then tag Elijah and Tyler Carden on the, uh, on the Twitters. We'll see. I don't know yet. I'm kind of crazy. You never know what's going to happen again. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to support the show, got a few places you can go, uh, relentless Just scroll down you will see a couple donate buttons. One is for PayPal. One is for coffee. Um, I'll have the link to a uh, coffee in the uh, show notes as well. You can go there and, uh, Make a one-time donation, make a monthly donation. If you'd really like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Check it out there. Once there, you can uh, become a subscriber. And then all these episodes that you get uh, commercials in on the uh, YouTubes, you get the commercials in on the Rumble. When Whenever ACAST feels like it's necessary, they want to put commercials in the middle of the show. Because, again, APR Coffee is not a commercial because I'm not making money. It's just me saying how great their coffee is. Because ACAST will put a commercial or two in the middle of this show, and you don't want the commercials. Or you want early access to interviews. Or you want access to my extra shots whenever I decide that I want to have a little extra to talk about. By all means, go to patreon.com slash Show. Subscribe there, minimum $5 a month. I think it goes as high as... 50 if you're feeling extra extra spendy on me all that goes into keeping this whole gig running it buys equipment it pays website hosting fees i make literally zero money off this podcast so everything that you give to me i do my best to put it back into the show and not use it on frivolous things like fancy whiskeys although for the whiskey pod, that would be quite helpful if you um, donated to this, because then I could fund the other show. Which, by the way, no listener funds went to that bottle of Whistle Pig. It came out of my wife's bank account. Don't tell her. 
Again, thank you for listening. And as always, stay relentless. The Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1.7「When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.